0: It's quite simple really just need to show you some films you mean like going to the pictures something like
1: that right. <laughs>
0: Hello again, and welcome to another fantastic episode. I am Mitch. And I am
1: Stefan, and this is going to be a Lil' Hell. Lil' Hell. Uh, This is our generalist podcast series where we talk about anything we've been watching, and it has a much more informal tone, which uh, I appreciate because I'm officially brain dead. (laughs) 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 But hey, we're finally recording this, and that's great. Uh, Yeah, I'm happy about it. Yeah, Uh, I off the top. um, I guessed it on the world of horror podcast. So I yeah, tell me about uh,
0: that. And is it available for people like myself to listen to?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't want to listen to myself. But uh, if you want to listen to me, or you want another avenue to listen to me, which I don't understand (laughs) why you would, but if you do, uh, it's available, uh, I believe they split into two parts because <laughs> I talk too much. <laughs> uh, but we talked about uh, Siege, which is a movie that I've talked about on this podcast before that I think is great. And then I talked about a newer film, Anything for Jackson, uh, starring Julian Riching, who's you know, a wonderful character actor. You've seen him like, in a billion things. Um, it That's a movie that I watched uh, for our 2020 best of list because it, it did relatively well for reviews okay. uh, and I didn't enjoy it, but I feel like at the time I was just watching it to like, you know, to to say I have watched it and to determine whether or not it belongs in, you know, my top five list. Uh, right. And I enjoyed it much more this time uh, <laughs> watching it for for less of a purpose. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and so what's the the exact
0: title of the podcast for people to find
1: uh world of horror i believe world
0: of horror i'm gonna download it right now just so i can listen to your your voice
1: i do feel like i torpedoed so i i I suggest the Zencaster as the uh the the, the platform to record it under and it was just riddled with uh, so many props and I felt terrible towards the oh, end no. of it. <laughs> but you know what? It, it got finished and that's great. I also want to congratulate you. Vanna had her child uh, successfully. She successfully yes. reproduced. Uh, and yes, congratulations.
0: Uh, uh, when you listen to this, uh, Yvanna,
1: which I know you will. She will. She will. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to have her back on as soon as possible, but uh, just us for this one, guys. Um, why don't you start us off? I, I don't have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say? Anything you want to plug at all? Uh,
0: no, not really. I haven't uh, I haven't been guesting on any podcasts or doing <laughs> anything exciting. So I'll hop into it. Um, I'm going to start with, I mean, it's one thing, but it's a a series, I think nine films that I've watched over the last two, two and a half weeks, which is the uh, the Up documentary series, Seven Up, seven plus seven 21 up etc uh, are you familiar with this documentary series stuff
1: I believe it had some kind of component when I was working in it this is old right
0: well I, it spans the course of many years like essentially it's a that it starts with a film called seven up which is an examination of 14 different children who are seven years old um, from different walks of life in uh, in England, um, some from you know very modest means, some with you know a little more wealth, uh, different school systems, things like that, and uh, the sort of general premise behind it is um, like you know, give me a child when he is six, or sorry, he is seven. Jesus, uh, I've only watched <laughs> this, I've only heard that phrase three hundred times in the last couple <laughs> weeks. But give me a child when he is seven, and I will give you the man, which is essentially at seven years old, you can see the man in the child. Um, But then every seven years, a documentary about this same group of people is released all the way up to the most recent one, which came out in 2019, which is called 63 up when they're 63 years old. So you watch them from seven to 63 and presumably the next one will come out at 70. Um, But it's a, it's a crazy sort of like vast series. I mean, to, to dedicate that many years to all of these different people and following up with their lives. It's a, you know, obviously a huge undertaking, but it's also one that's really interesting.
1: I mean, it's, so I'm assuming you haven't seen any of them. No, but so one of the iterations did play at uh, the theater that I'd worked at like a a decade ago. Uh, and, And so I had like a vague understanding of, like name recognition, but I didn't really know much more. So I, I definitely appreciate the, the explanation. The words, yeah, I had no, no idea. Worries. <laughs> um,
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's compelling, but not in a, you know, typical sort of documentary fashion where, you know, sometimes they, people watch true crime documentaries or certain things where it's really gripping and, you know, there's twists and turns and things. And this is just like the, the, an exploration of life and how it differs for these 14 people. And again, coming from different backgrounds and, you know, and how their lives play out. And it's just like, it's almost like reality TV, but there's no forced drama or anything it's not nearly as exciting as you know Fuckboy boy island but uh <laughs> <laughs> that's a height kind of television man. yeah but uh but no it's just really interesting to to watch and see and see how the people change you know over the years and how their views you know change regarding life and you know it's at 21 you've got someone who seems incredibly unhappy and is you know smoking and doesn't seem like they have any interest in wanting to be on camera talking about how they never want to have kids and then, and then 28 it's like oh now they're married with two kids and it's almost like a completely different person um, so it's just it's interesting it's basically just watching life uh, right. watching all of these different people's lives over the course of their basically the entirety of their life um, which I feel like is, you know, just the fact that it exists, I think, is important. Like, it's unprecedented. There's nothing else like this that exists out there. You know, the similar thing people might compare boyhood. to like, Boyhood.
1: Yeah. Um, but that's not, that's not think,
0: accurate. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's to me, Boyhood is an okay film. I yeah. watched it once, and I probably wouldn't go back to it. Some people love it and all the power to you, but it's not, I don't think it's all that interesting. Um, but I think this is, you know, it's it's a big undertaking, not only for the filmmakers, but for a viewer, because I just watched nine different movies. Um, and they're not all that exciting. It's people talking about their lives. Oh, what's happened in the last seven years now? You know, I've had kids or I've got a job or, you know, some of them stopped wanting to be in it. Uh, and that's something that's really interesting as well, is the relationship between the subjects and the director of uh, Michael Apted, um, which is, you know there's a lot of resentment towards him or towards the series in general um you know the way they feel they've been depicted or certain things like that and you know it's it's really interesting to me to see how that is um and why some of them seem a lot more open to to participating in it versus others i don't know i think it's i think it's really interesting if you have a bunch of time and this sounds like something that might interest you. Like I said, I think it's uh, an important work at the very least. Um, and I'm glad that I've watched it. I'm also glad I'm done watching. <laughs> <because> <laughs> it's a lot of hours to spend just watching people talk about their lives. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's, uh, I think it's like I said, really important. It's great. It's, you know, just like a, it makes you think about your own life and, you know, at the different stages, you know, where was I at seven and 14 and 21 and, and how am I going to change and and think about life
1: and, and death as some of these people unfortunately pass away or you. That's going to be my dealing... question. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does anybody die who's part of this? I guess that's a resounding yes. Uh,
0: it, yeah, the answer is is yes. Um, thankfully, it's not the the majority of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, and you see people dealing with the you know, deaths of their spouses or the deaths of their parents, uh, sort of. You know as they go through certain stages in life, it's like okay, now the whole cast their parents are a certain age so now they're starting to deal with these things so it's just like I said it's an interesting view of of life in sort of 14 different people um and how things you know change and and go for for anyone and like I said if you're if that sounds like something you might be interested, you don't have to watch it all in two and a half <laughs> weeks like I did. Yeah, you know, maybe space it out a little bit more, but uh, I just you know wanted to get it all done. So I definitely would recommend it. I think it's uh, important and, and interesting work.
1: Oh yeah, that sounds great. Uh, maybe I will finally check it out. Uh, I don't know why I didn't watch it when it played the theater. To be completely honest, uh, yeah. But... I mean, I think it's something that is like you don't
0: necessarily have to have seen all the films if you wanted to jump in at you know sixty three up. Just watch <laughs> the most recent one. I mean, it does give you a That's little weird. bit about their lives like from seven to that age so you could watch it on its own and not be completely lost but it certainly is helpful to watch all the parts leading up to it so if it came out in a theater that you were working at that's probably seven parts into the seven or eight parts into the series so i can see why yeah. you wouldn't watch it it's like oh there's eight movies before this uh, that i should have watched
1: so well i guess uh so since this is a, a Mitch recommendation, I will now talk about your earlier recommendation that I've finally made good on and watched, which is Writers of Justice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, a, a, fun, a funny thing. The director is now in pre-production on a adaptation of the book, The Monster of Florence, which is... Uh, about an italian serial killer it's an amazing book it, it deals with like the miscarriage of justice that occurs in italy because a lot of their uh policing system is uh still almost kind of like a like a witch hunt system where like neighbors will turn on neighbors and, and like suggest yeah. that this person is the serial killer and uh not to give too much away but at a certain point even the journalist himself is uh pegged as potentially the killer which is like a very interesting twist in the story yeah. Uh, but, anyways, uh, great book. Glad this person is adapting it because I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, very, very generally, uh, it's about Mads Mikkelsen who plays a soldier. Uh, he comes back to. Is this. A, so he's Danish, obviously, but is this a, a Danish film? Do you know? I believe so. Okay, so it goes back to uh, his homeland where uh, unfortunately his wife has passed away in an accident uh, on a train car where she has uh, basically swapped seats with another pas- passenger. Uh, his, mads megelson's daughter lives uh, and the person who uh places with his wife on the train who's kind of like a uh, he's not a statistician but he has like that kind of faculty uh determines that there it, the, there's w- way too many things like a a person who belongs to the the titular biker gang writers of justice was on the train uh who was about to testify against the the leader of this, Uh, criminal organization uh and and there are too many things in play that would make this just a coincidence so he's finding meaning in this and basically begging Mickelson to explore it with him based on the uh evidence he accrues and i told you i didn't i I dragged my feet on watching this because I, i in my mind the trailer felt like a Big Lebowski styled revenge movie where it's like, <laughs> I, I don't want to watch the the humor there. I, I'm not interested in it at all. Uh, that uh opinion was like wildly incorrect because the trailer actually does a good job of communicating the tone of the film. Uh, this is much more serious than you would initially think or I would think. Um, just in my mind, that I already told you when we we're off mic that the poster is like pretty terrible uh but i mean a lot of movie posters are terrible nowadays and it's hard to judge a film based on that alone uh so watching this it was just really really great yes there are like funny moments in it that the, the trailer does show but this is largely a uh, a pretty great character piece like all, all the characters are very very interesting and i like the dynamic of uh, the statistician, or I'm going to call him a statistician just for the, the sake of understanding who this person is, but the, the person who approaches Mads Mickelson's character ends up bringing uh, an assortment of people to help, uh, and they're all just like wild odd, oddballs, but it doesn't feel like the character affectations are driving the characters. like They are fully formed people who have these weird traits. Do you know what I mean? Is yeah, that-
0: absolutely, yeah. No, I think that's a, a really good way to... To describe it, and and like you said, it's it's a great movie, and it's sort of not what you expect given some of the marketing material. But uh, yeah, the way that it balances the the humor with the sort of drama, I think, is just really well done. And and if you like, if I knew what the type of humor was in the movie without watching it, I probably would have had a similar feeling, which is like, how is that going to work in this <laughs> movie? Like, I just don't see it, but. It does. It works in my mind incredibly well. I think that it's really f- funny at times, but like also very serious at times and violent and yeah, uh, and all of my favorite things, which is why I really like this movie. Why I watch it multiple times this year?
1: Mads um, Mikkelsen
0: characters was, destroying yeah.
1: bathrooms.
0: Those are your two buckets for movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, we've talked about Mads Mikkelsen a few times before. We know that I'm a fan. Yeah uh, so yeah no I'm I'm really glad that you watched it and that you enjoyed it as well cuz I'm I never quite know I feel like you know with with what your sensibilities are I'm like is he going to like this or is he really not going to like it um but I'm glad that you're on the on the riders of justice team uh
1: yeah this uh terrible name great movie
0: <laughs> yes
1: uh yeah I, i'm excited to watch uh, the monster of florence i'm like it's gonna be hof- hopefully that actually does happen because it's listed as pre-production so whether or not it actually uh it goes to camera or not uh, the proposition of that to me is like wildly entertaining um, well, I know
0: nothing about what that is other than what you've told me now, and I'm excited for it already.
1: Yeah. Um. I So I have two other small things because I don't want to get in. We already talked about Writers of Justice before. There's no sense in right. in continuing. Uh, I have two small things. Should I just hit them back to back here or what?
0: Yeah, for sure, because the only other things I've got are the things that we sort of we both watched and we're going to discuss. All right, cool, so cool, go cool, for cool. it.
1: All right. Awesome. Um, so let's talk about something that uh, I've never seen you get like super annoyed when I bring something up uh, until I brought up Dexter new blood. (laughs) I just have, I think I have a weird opinion of this series. Which doesn't right, really so make well, any sense, but just just lead with it because all right, um, I, I'm watching this. Uh, my partner had tried to get me to watch Dexter uh, years ago, and I really didn't like it. There's something about it that just like was a huge disconnect for me, uh, which is odd because I like you know genre films in general, right. uh, and and uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know why it didn't work. It, it just was largely annoying to me, and I didn't like the. There's something about it that I just found ugly, even though it's in, like, Miami, which is, like, a great setting for a serial killer thing because usually it's, like, you know, it's, like, Mindhunters or Zodiac or or Seven where, like, it's a city that's constantly raining or something like that. Yeah, Uh, and I appreciated the setting, but uh, it just didn't connect with me. So tell me why this is frustrating to you (laughs) as a new series. So I'll start with the fact that
0: I didn't watch... original series of Dexter and maybe that would color my feelings if I had watched it I had sort of this was a long time ago that this was on um, and the person at the time that I was dating was watching it and I sort of saw some of it with them enough to sort of know some of the major like plot points and who the Trinity killer was and how things went and so I never wanted to like dive into it as like it, you know, on my own to watch it like from start to finish. Just because I had I knew enough about it and I was like, I don't really care that much. Like I already know what happens. Um and then I was aware of how it ended and people, you know, seemed to not be very happy with sort of um, the ending of the, the the original run of the series. It's like
1: unanimously reviled, I think. Yeah, I think
0: <laughs> so as well. Um, and so like for me, and this is just my sort of movie TV art snob coming out, if you want to call me that. But the the new series coming out for me is just like, the just to me it shows a lack of artistic integrity, which is, you know, you created a show, it was a hit show, It had a start and an end, be done with it. That's the end. You, you had the end already. And now (laughs) it just feels like, like a cash grab or like people, you know, like Michael C. Hall, who I think is a good actor. Yeah, Um, definitely. It's like, well, now you're sort of, you've fallen out of the, you know, the zeitgeist or, you know, popular culture because you like you're not really doing much recently that anyone is, you know, paying attention to so it's like well let's just go back to the well of where people did you know know you and where you were really popular which is this show we'll just make it again and and to (laughs) me it's just laziness and that's what bothers me it's like why like i've it annoys me so much and which is partly why (laughs) i am enjoying like limited series more and more which is if you're creating a show like you don't have to but in my mind like no one to end know when the time is right to finish your show don't just keep making it because it's making money and obviously that's a you know hard thing for people especially if this is you know their source of income or you know they're making tons of it and they just want to keep making tons of money but from my perspective it's you know have a beginning and a middle and an end and then you've made your show you've made your piece of art that you've put out there for everyone to either enjoy or not enjoy or whatever their opinion is on it but now go move on to something else. To me, it's like you're, you're, if you're a painter, you're going back and painting the same fucking thing. It's like, "Oh, you yeah. like that painting? Well, here's the same painting. Um, now do you like me again? Like this is
1: Bob, Bob Ross landscape? Of film.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It, so it just frustrates me, and again, I haven't watched this. I didn't watch the old series, so yeah, you know, you think, take my opinion however you want it, but it just annoys me. It's like, how about make a new show? <laughs> um, about something else it could even be about a serial killer but make it something that's not this like it just like i said it seems lazy to me it seems like you ended your show now no one cares about you and so you want to basically come back into you know into the eyes of the public and the only way that people were probably going to really pay attention to you is if you just go back to the same thing you were doing before which is making more episodes of dexter um, so that's why it annoys me that this exists um and there's rant <laughs> over i guess
1: i'm gonna insert applause because this is the first time i think i've i've successfully drawn your ire uh, on this <laughs> podcast and i'm like happy about it and i, I thought
0: uh, it doesn't make sense because i don't even watch the show like why should i yeah. care
1: that this happens
0: maybe they're just happy to get a paycheck and good for them but i don't know I like like I said, it's about artistic integrity. Make something new. Try something new. Yeah, hey, I get animals.
1: hot too. It's all right. We, we're
0: allowed to get hot. Earn my view. Earn it. <laughs> earn me wanting to watch your shit. Don't just give uh, me the
1: same shit. I would say that this doesn't earn your viewership. Your, your <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching it again because my partner was interested and invested in the original run and is now watching its weekly drops. I've watched three episodes. I do have to say the third episode is probably its most successful episode. He's now living somewhere up north. I'm not even really paying attention too much. Uh, He's dating the chief of police, which has one of the you know those like stupid reversal scenes in movies where they're like he's basically gets pulled over. He's like, oh no, and then she gets in the car and they start to role play. Like he's going to get a ticket, and then they start making out. Uh, It has like one of those. That's the introduction of his partner, the the police chief. Uh, It it's largely unsuccessful because his role play starts while he's alone in the car. And like, it tries to play like, Oh my God, this is Dexter Morgan and he's getting pulled over. And I'm like, like your role play would begin and commence. Once the interaction starts, he shouldn't be like getting pissed off and frustrated in the vehicle by himself before (laughs) she gets to the vehicle. You needed to get uh, into character, you know. <laughs> it was so like uh, it was. It, that's like a bothersome thing for me, uh, not to be like super nitpicky, but uh, anyways, um, his son from the earlier run ends up coming to this small town, kind of like upsetting its dynamic, and you're unsure of whether or not this child possesses equal or similar uh, violent inclinations. Uh, and the third episode kind of gets into that and it, it was much more enjoyable and you, you quickly find out that, uh, uh, of course, there's another serial killer operating in this super small town uh, because <laughs> that's what the show requires. Um, so in that way, it doesn't earn your view because it's the exact same thing over again in a new setting. Anyway, so that's really all I have to say about it. Um I mean, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. Uh the other quick thing is I watched and this I watched a while ago, so I'm not going to say too much about it, but I watched VHS 994 and it was uh like terrible. It was uh, I I love found footage and I want to get excited and enjoy it. Uh but when your first segment outside of like the bookend uh interstitial shorts that tether all of these you know uh individual components together uh which is also very boring it's like a swat team raiding a a, a cult compound but somehow makes it incredibly boring and they discover you know tvs and tapes that are playing each of these segments and it's it's just not great at all yeah. uh, but the first segment is about a like mythic anthropomorphic rat king and it somehow makes it dull and boring <laughs> like it's introduced for like, like five seconds and it kind of like drips goo onto a reporter. And it's just terrible. Simon Barrett's uh, I think segment is after that. And that's also equally disappointing, which I was for me really disappointing. because I really, really enjoy his writing and, yeah it's just not great um pe- people are loving it i don't understand it uh i feel like it's people who drink the kool-aid now know. which kool-aid is that can you elaborate on that a little? <laughs> the, the jonestown kool-aid <laughs> <laughs> the flavor aid <laughs> the flavor aid yeah it, it's not yeah it's, they're drinking sunny d how about that <laughs> yeah they're uh no taste is what i'm getting at it's just not good i wanted to yeah. enjoy it it's just boring anyways those are the the three general things that I want to talk about why don't we get into our two major uh you know this is actually kind of interesting because you had mentioned like you didn't know how I was going to receive Riders of Justice uh, upon your recommendation and our let's do my recommendation to you which I didn't even like to in my mind I'm like this is like the combination of what I like and what you like and uh and that's a great thing so uh, I made you watch Yellow Jackets Yes. Uh, A show that I really, really like. And you gave me a general thumbs up, I believe. Is that correct? I don't want to... Yes. So far, I mean, there's
0: only been three episodes, but that's a thumbs up thus far from me.
1: Yeah. So um, this is about a um, a high school women's soccer team. I say women's rather than girls because they're like 18, like they're seniors, like they're discussing... Their uh, you know college plans, and they're an extremely talented group of women who have uh, passed to regionals. <laughs> they're going to nationals, um, and the athletic like glee, yeah, exactly, or community skewering of glee. Either yes. of the two, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I was laughing when they're were like, "We're going to nationals." Um, But anyways, uh, the more affluent member of the team's father uh, basically asked them a chartered jet to fly them out to, I don't know where the destination is, but the plane is crashing in Ontario, which is great. (laughs) Um, And it's revealed that they uh, spent a, I think it's seven months or maybe even like past a year out in the wilderness uh where they might have engaged in some lord of the flies-esque behavior and that might sound like you know it's just lord of the flies essentially and it could be potentially boring to you as a story on its own but what it does great is it shows the current people trying to cover up what they've done out in the forest as like an investigator starting to come around and and, you know poke uh, a few holes in their story um and it has like a noirish vibe, which I really, really like. Anyways, yeah, that, that's my that's my my general summation of the plot. Please add anything additionally on top of that that you said. Yeah, no, I I think
0: that you're right. I think that the tone of the show is is great. Like you said, it has that sort of noirish atmosphere. Um, there's that you know the mystery of what exactly happened, and we slowly learn a little bit more about it as each episode goes on. I'm obviously still pretty early on, so I don't really know exactly, yeah. you know, what happened. But, you know, uh, really like the, the characters are all sort of, you know, thus far pretty well established and, you know, different and interesting to watch. And like I said, it's sort of it makes you even more curious to see who was involved in what exactly, because you can see the dynamics as they're younger, like as, you know, the teenagers here and then we don't see all of them, or at least we don't no. know that we see all of them as adults. Uh, and so you're wondering what exactly happened and I'm very curious to see how it plays out, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a really great, you know, sort of conceit. I think that's, I, I, surviving in the wilderness is something that's interesting to me. I watched Alive last year for the first time.
1: Oh, that's uh, getting remade by the way.
0: Yes. I, so, I sorry.
1: Yeah, not 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 alive the movie, but like the events, <laughs> the, the events are being portrayed again. Right.
0: But uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm really enjoying this. I'm glad that you recommended it to me. Uh, the, You know, I like the vibe of the show. Karen Kusama is what uh, directed a few episodes or is a the first it episode as well.
1: Yeah, sure to the um, first only, but uh, okay. I'm super stoked on that. Destroyer is awesome. The invitation's great. Yeah, I'm a big
0: invitation fan. So yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying it. Thank you for the recommendation. I'm curious to hear a little bit more about you, you sort of saying how it's the perfect sort of balance or the meeting in the middle of of your taste and my taste. And Why do you say that?
1: Yeah, so uh, I also want to say that uh, this series is also awesome because – like the wild assortment of people who are directing episodes, like Deepa Meta is directing an episode that's going to come okay. out either the next episode. I don't even like her movies to be completely honest. I'm just excited <laughs> that she like, she did heaven on earth. She did Biba boys. She did uh, God, what else? Uh, like I was in Beba boys. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> that's I never saw like nightclub night night
0: in the background. So I'm sure you'll never see me.
1: I that's think I amazing. tried to
0: find myself. I don't know if I was able to or not, but yeah, don't go. I
1: mean, you're listening. You Do, go searching. Like. Go <laughs> searching. <laughs> yeah, but it, that's funny. Uh, Midnight's Children. I did not enjoy it all. Also, it's a not. It's not a great book. Uh, uh, Satanic Verses is, is a much better slow and book. If you're like, if you're looking for for that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, like, I, I'm excited to see where this goes because of the wildly different types of voices that they've brought to. Uh, you know, direct and, and portray this. Yeah. And, like, Christina Ricci's in it as, as the elder Misty, one of the She's <laughs> awesome in it. She's, oh my god, it's so good, yeah. Uh, the young, Samantha henratty I don't know if that's how they, how you correctly pronounce her name, but she plays the young Misty as well and also does a great job. Yeah. Um, uh, and, like, you might be wondering, like, how did this group of people not get rescued in an earlier time frame? And when it's revealed, what happens to cause that? It's, like, I was like, oh, my God, this show is digging <laughs> in. Uh, it, it, I love I'd, so much of the setup for this is great. Like, like you said, all the characters are so well established. But uh, why I think this is a melding of our two interests is that because the this is it's considered like a psychological horror. And I don't think we've gone to that place yet. They kind of like lead the first episode with like a hint of that. Yeah. you don't really really get that there's like short bursts of violence that you'll see that you know feels like we're ramping up towards that but this will eventually become like a little bit of a horror movie so we have the the mo- modern current day storyline which is like a noir and we have a horror film uh intersecting with like a coming-of-age drama which i think <laughs> we both like i'd say yeah uh um, and i think i think that's why this is like the the perfect melding of our interest and not to yeah. say you don't like horror and to say i don't like noir i just think that i would more readily pick a horror movie you would more readily pick a noir and the show Yeah, yeah this show is like a, a high five um yeah and that's why that's why i think it's like the the perfect melding of our interests and like <sighs> so <laughs> i looked up the we were looking at shows to watch my partner and I, and she ended up putting this on and watching it without me. I was like, what? I wanted to watch this. Uh, (laughs) And and I had to, I, you know, we, we together watched uh, the episodes back together. And she watched them again. And I just like, I love it. I think it's a great show. I'm I'm excited to see where it's going. Um, And I like the, the, the episodic
0: nature and not the, you know, the dump like on Netflix where it's every week I'm going to get a new episode because it's on Showtime. Yeah. Um, and which, you know what, as much as the fun as it is to, to binge through a season of a show and it, you know, you get to get that immediate satisfaction. It's also nice. Anticipation is nice as well. Um, yeah. To know, okay, new episode pump to sit down and watch the new episode. And then you wait a week and that excitement builds. So I like <laughs> that it's coming out uh, weekly and I get that little treat
1: yeah i have to like my personal pet peeve is like binging like i don't feel good if i watch like six hours of a tv show in a day i just feel like i'm gross like i have to like (laughs) scrub a film off of my eyes or something you know like uh and that's just like my personal preference that isn't like condemnation of people that do that i just personally don't feel good if i commit to like watching that much of something in like a in a go. And well, I Stephen, remember, would
0: it I, to disgust you if I told you that one time I watched twelve straight episodes of Lost?
1: No, I, <laughs> I, 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 it was no, like nine I, hours that I just I, sat there I, watching Lost. I mean, I've had those days too, and I've definitely like seen like back to back to back movies before and like not in a festival setting like outside of that where i'm just like you know i left a movie and i was like hey i'm gonna go see another one and then i was like after that hey why not go see another one and I've so i've, I've watched like that amount of content before uh it just feels maybe grosser when i'm just at home or something i don't I know, know what get, it is I yeah it. i wouldn't um, have been
0: upset if you thought i was gross for doing that no, no, not at all. I was probably I, eating, you know, a ton kind of candy too, and just like being a lazy piece of shit. Like going to like five o'clock in the morning watching this
1: stuff. Oh, amazing. I it's a testament a... to the early seasons of Lost, by the way. Well, so on our last little hell, you'd ask me if there's anything surprising about my what I what I enjoy or what I watch. Uh do you want to do that now or do you want to do it at the end of the episode? Uh, let's do it at the end of the episode. Let's happen right, into... Right. uh
0: or I don't know if we're done uh, with yellow jackets.
1: But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, so, so because this is so new and it's still going on, I don't want to talk about any actual plot points. Like generally saying what happens to like the 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 flight, the black box of the plane. Uh, generally, is like saying that that's a crazy revelation isn't like a spoiler of any, any kind. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want right. to talk about like more granular. Cause I, I, feel like this is something that people might people not be You and start yeah. watching
0: for themselves. Yeah.
1: It's, it's definitely like Let's a heavy recommendation. The, yeah, the yellow jackets hype train. Yes. This, this is, we're on the train. Everybody else should get on the train. <laughs> uh, the train leads to last night in Soho though. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. So, uh, I have no idea what you th- thought of this. Um, so, uh, people won't know this, but we we're supposed to record last weekend. You were sick. I'm sick today, and I feel like pure garbage. Uh, but I'm, I'm like, we have to just get this done. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm sitting here wrapped in a blanket, uh, and the the my vision of last night in Soho is a little bit blurrier than it would have been last weekend. But I don't. It, for for me, it's like a meh. Like in a in a, a like the shrug emoji, where I like I love the first third of this movie, then the rest of it just falls flat. But what are your general thoughts? Because I know absolutely nothing. Well, I'm also curious. Before I hop into, I'm going to keep you uh, in
0: anticipation a little bit. Oh, rude! How do you feel in general about Edgar Wright as a filmmaker?
1: Okay, so this is something that I've come to realize. I don't think his movies are for me, and that's fine. You know, like if if you enjoy. Shot Off the Dead is something that I liked when I was younger. I think if I watch it now, it would just annoy me. Um, that's just me personally. That's where my tastes have like gone gone to. Uh, I'm not saying it's my tastes are, <laughs> are are better having you know sloughed off Shot Off the Dead from my interest. Uh, it's just the way that I've you know grown. And and Baby Driver I thought was uh some fun cinematography, but not a good movie, especially towards the tail end. Uh, and I feel like a lot of his movies just like the tail end has like huge problems where it doesn't know what it actually wants to say or do with its characters. Yeah. Uh, he produced Attack the Block, which I actually thought was a good movie, the Joe Cornish movie. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed he, it. Yeah, that, 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 uh, he should be a producer and not a director, in my opinion. um <laughs> Well, there's a lot of people that would disagree with you. Uh, I, know, I feel like he's got
0: that, the like a you know.
1: a lot of fanboys oh yeah totally oh um so uh i i can't really remember and this is gonna piss people off because people will like go gaga for hot fuzz but i don't really remember it to be completely honest right uh scott pilgrim versus the world i thought was like a meh uh the world's end i thought was his best of like the that series of of movies because i thought it actually did a it, it explored like the darker regions of the you know the the Nick Frost Simon Pegg character interesting. dynamic interesting yeah um and then so uh, that's everything right yeah i think he did, covered it cuz it's like yeah. a sixth movie um, yeah so he's doing the you... running man <laughs> <Is> what it... <laughs> yeah it says he's doing the running man now okay uh i don't well, know the, the the book is wildly different from the arnold schwarzenegger movie so it's definitely uh uh, you know that's still a property that you could expand into a, a very, very different direction.
0: Right. So I'll tell you uh, my thoughts on Edgar right Yes, please. Before I hop into my thoughts on this movie, which yeah. is kind of similar to yours in that he he doesn't speak to me the way that he speaks to a lot of other people that are you know huge fans of his. I I disagree with you. I hated The World's End. I did not like it at all. Um, I liked Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Uh, more than Hot Fuzz, and I like Hot Fuzz, but like they're movies that I don't go back and rewatch. And I know a lot of yeah. people really like them and go back and watch them, um, but I don't. But I thought they were good, sort of fun movies. Really didn't like The World's End. Didn't like Scott Pilgrim very much at all.
1: Yeah, um, Baby love Driver. That movie. I know, so and I don't
0: get it. I just don't understand it. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's it's not for me. For whatever reason, it just doesn't appeal to me. Baby Driver. When I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this like this could be, like, the f- first Edgar Wright movie that I'm, like, a really big fan of because, like, the reviews were just, like, stupid great. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, I like heist movies kind of stuff. Like, this looks, like, it's, you know, cool and fun and, you know, great music. Um, but, like, I didn't find it was all that cool and fun. And to be honest with you, I thought that the music wasn't all that great either in that movie. Um, I yeah, feel like I he's got a lot of style in his movies, especially this <laughs> no one. <substance>. But... <laughs> not much in the way of substance um and yeah baby driver i just i walked out of it and i was like eh i thought it was going to be better and most of his movies apart from the first two that i mentioned um i'm just kind of like eh and this one pretty much the same uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's another one where i was kind of like eh, like there uh, even Did, like Did you at disagree be- the the first third is good though or no I didn't even, it's better than the rest of it, but like, I feel like this movie falls victim to sort of cliched characters and beats that you've seen in films before uh, because Edgar Wright's very much a director who borrows slash steals from other movies um, and it's noticeable, um, but just yeah, like- he's like,
1: a, he's like a less well-respected Quentin Tarantino or something. <laughs> yeah
0: um and i don't know like just like watching some of the stuff i just like roll my eyes a bit it's like okay yeah she's the you know country girl and now in the city she's the awkward weirdo and no oh, these are the mean girls and and there's no nuance to like the leader of the mean girls like jocasta this character who's like doesn't have much to do in the movie but like i still appreciate nuance where it's not just like This is the bad, mean girl. And it's like, okay, sure. That's all she is. There's nothing more to her than that. There's never anything else. It's just that. And the Matt Smith character who you're introduced (laughs) to in (laughs) the world is this, like, very much the same. He's just kind of like this sort of overarching, like, bad guy who's like, I'm going to put you in these situations and you can't run from me. And it's like okay, like just keep doing that, buddy, because like that's all you're doing.
1: Um, I don't know. I I guess we should talk about what this movie's about. Yeah, uh, since so I we'll liked know. I liked the first third, so I'll do the setup. Sure. How about that? Sound good. Uh, also, uh, Matt Smith who plays Jack in the movie uh are you do you know who max headroom is at all
0: um i do i mean i know like of max headroom but i never he looks
1: like max headroom okay like, <laughs> you, you just google it right now I'm, i won't like you google it while i give the first third and then tell me afterwards whether or not that's a uh, a correct assertion <laughs> yeah yeah you're right okay cool <laughs> um so uh our central character is eloise who's our uh as mitch described country girl uh she is going to the london school of fashion i believe that's the correct uh name for the school uh it, it might be like a scholarship deal uh, it, it seems like it would be an unattainable thing given her uh her state she basically just lives with her grandmother uh it's revealed through passing dialogue that her mother uh, had mental health issues and uh, presumably took her own life based on what's initially kind of given you, uh, given as information. Um, so she comes to school and really doesn't fit in with the rest of the, the crowd. Uh, you described Jacosta, who's played by Sonova Carlson. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Not entirely sure. Um, she is basically her flatmate originally Um, but she kind of becomes a bully and Eloise is driven out of the campus to find, uh, you know, her own apartment away, uh, from everybody. And she ends up going to a, an old house owned by Miss Collins played by Diana Rigg, Diana Rigg. Um, and in this apartment at night, she finds that she kind of slips into a state and goes back to the. Uh, the 60s question mark yes (laughs) okay the 60s uh where she uh basically avatars uh Anya Taylor Joy did I get her name right yeah yes Miss Queen's Gambit uh uh, she plays Sandy so she kind of takes over her body and there's a lot of like interesting effects where in Reflections it's herself kind of like viewing Sandy which I thought was a an, an effective initial effect yes uh, that's <laughs> effective effect, uh, not probably not the best way to describe it. Uh, anyways, uh, it's revealed that Sandy is, uh, looking to be kind of like the house talent at a nightclub. She can both sing and dance. Uh, and she draws the eye of Jack, who's played by Matt Smith slash Max Headroom. Have you looked it up yet? <laughs> or Doctor Who. No, I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. and that's
0: what I was saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. cool. All right.
1: uh, awesome. All right. Um, and what I think is effective in this first initial moment is that you basically through Eloise, you see Sandy's, you know, she basically Jack is a manager and she do, he does think that Sandy has initially like the goods to be like a house talent. And it's quickly revealed that he has other intentions to just essentially turn her into like a sex worker kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which this movie, I, I can't tell what it's saying at the time. It's like, it seems both like anti-sex work then uh, towards the end pro the John's then pro uh, well i guess we can get there but like miss collins like it, it doesn't know what the hell it's saying at all uh it, it's like and it, it's not that that's pro- providing like a nuance like oh no nobody's bad in this everybody's both good and bad no that's not what it's saying it's like in, in equal measures characters are turned both like go from good to bad and there's no like real fluidity to the character itself in order to give a more well-rounded gray area for the character um that said generally because i don't know if we if we suggested whether or not this is going to be a spoilery uh review Um, Um, what are your thoughts
0: i don't know i mean we can keep it without spoilers if we want to uh, to do that because it's a pretty brand new movie so we can we can do that and like i don't know that there's anything that i need to get into specifically like there's a couple of sort of Twists that the movie takes in terms of you know people not being who you think they are, or who they say they are, um, but neither of which I found to be all that interesting. No, uh, this is the least like, scary horror
1: movie I've seen in so yeah, long. It is
0: you know not yeah. scary in the slightest, um, and which you know this is sort of a, a different turn from Edgar Wright because I, I mean hasn't really done like Shaun of the Dead, sure horror comedy but like yeah the tone is very different than this movie in China. the dead like this is mostly like sort of straight psychological horror and i was hoping that this would be more of like a you know a sort of a weird interesting examination of like uh, her own like mental illness yeah but that was not the case at all no um,
1: and also it's, it's kind of like it feels like um like, lazy now. Like, we, we've seen Hereditary, which is probably like right. the best examination of, like, uh, <laughs> inherited <laughs> mental health issues. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's revealed early on that Eloise does see her mother in, like, uh, like a, a very early scene. So it's not, like, giving anything away. No. Uh, but there's a question of whether or not she might potentially also have mental health issues. And there's kind of, like... Another so I was uncomfortable watching this because like I don't deal well with characters who are combusting and in, in 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 a way that like draws uh, public embarrassment and right, there's a yes. lot of that in this movie. Right, I, yeah, was I just like like too much of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, Speaking of too much, all right. So I did say that the first third is like a, in my opinion like a great setup. Like I was in, I was invested. I was I was there. Uh, I liked a lot of like the visuals that they were using when she was kind of like, uh, commandeering Sandy's body and going back to the sixties. I thought, you know, there's a lot of like prism effects that looked really, really cool. Um, you know, I was down with that, but there's an initial early cab scene and, uh, Eloise is kind of warned by her grandmother that, Oh, the big city is going to kind of like, you know, can be like a potentially dangerous place, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, like a typical small town, uh, uh, assessment of like the, the big city, uh, which right. is kind of like a frustrating, but <laughs> this movie didn't need that at all. Like, cause there's nothing yeah. really that's bad about the, the city. Um, you know, in, in this movie, aside from this one scene where she's like taking a cab to the school, uh, and basically the cab is kind of like giving her like, you know, what, what starts as just like polite talk and asking her why she's going to the town, or going to the going to London? Um, she reveals that she's going to the you know the London School of Fashion, and he's like, "Oh, you're going to be a model," uh, and he gets kind of like leers at her, and that's kind of where it should have ended for me. And this definitely seems like a movie that's directed by a dude because it then continues to like, "Oh, you have the legs for it," and it just keeps going and going and going. I'm like, you could have been much more subtle, and you're like, uh, in, in in the the how to portray like a lecherous character. And it just got really, really annoying. Like it could have literally just been the character saying, oh, you could be a model and stares at her. Then when she basically gets out ahead of her destination because she feels uncomfortable, she goes into a convenience store and watches from a window, the cab and determine whether or not this is somebody who's like potentially waiting for her. And that could have been the scene right there and finished. She just kept yeah. going and going and going. And I was like, there, there's really no subtlety or nuance to this direction or writing. Uh, and this is also, it's worth noting, is the screenplay is by Christy Wilson-Carnes. Um, but, you know, still. like it's, you well, know, I think Edgar writes co-written uh, yeah. as well with the writing. Yeah, um, her writing, writing so- credits aren't great either. Uh, well, I mean, 1917, I never saw that, to be honest.
0: I mean, I don't know how Pity much... Dreadful.
1: dialog there, isn't that seriously yeah (laughs) that's a good point i don't know um, just know what you're saying yeah like it's just so easy to like you could have had a more dramatic scene with much less dialogue that would have been far more engaging for me as a viewer um Yeah. yeah i don't know yeah i think that there are like
0: good things in this movie like i don't like i said it's 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 more of a meh than it is like this movie is really bad because i do think that there's some really good uh, like it looks really nice um especially when you know you're sort of transported back into the 60s everything is very lush and and looks cool and uh, effects with the you know the reflections and mirrors and things like that like are really well done uh, and pretty seamless. Like there's a dance sequence where he's sort of spinning them back and forth, uh, and it, you know, one second it's one, and then it becomes the other, and it's all really well done. And I really liked the soundtrack in this um, a lot yeah. more than the Baby Driver soundtrack. <laughs> I think the music in this movie is great. Yeah, um, but in terms of the, the the story and the way it progresses, it's just you know, just falls kind of flat. And I feel like we spend a, a good portion of the latter half of the movie just watching her freak out and run around yeah uh, it's like run away and at a certain point i'm like no one's chasing you like you just keep running and running and running and you see you know things it's like what is what's the solution here what are we what are we doing because we're just keep running and these ghosts don't seem to be doing anything other than like hanging out and which like to me i'm not a (laughs) ghost person a lot of the time Mm -hmm. because i always just be come down to the lodge i was like what the fuck is the what's this ghost's like plan here yeah they're just like just like hanging about being like oh you know we'll scare you like boo (laughs) yeah so i don't know i just like i got tired of watching her sort of scared panic face like you said like combusting uh from within and just like running around the streets or like freaking out in class and everyone being like what the fuck is wrong with this person um so yeah it just became
1: kind of boring and like all right yeah we've seen a lot of this let's let's get to it and so she obviously has like a lot of nightmares that kind of like bleed into reality and there's you know it they're asking the initial question of like uh basically could she have her mother's mental health issues and there's a scene where she in a delusion almost stabs uh the 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 reviled classmate and I'm like, this is the wrong message to send. <laughs> we have like another <laughs> like a person with mental health issues who's more readily the the recipient of violence versus the perpetrator uh, being shown as like the. Also, it occurs in a second act library scene. Like, wow, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, and can then you you, can we question, stop like, having library it? scenes in horror movies in the second act where a character is trying to uncover some crucial piece of information looking through microfiche? That's right. it's, it's always the done. microfiche. Yeah, I'm done. I, I don't want it anymore. I don't want to look at that. Please stop. I was, I, was, I was almost laughing when that happened. I was like, this is such a genre cliche that yeah. does not need to continue. It already existed in like that mockumentary um uh, behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon where they literally have the second act library where he's like now i'm gonna go torment the person who's trying to uncover like my lineage <laughs> <laughs> like and this is now in a movie today and when did that movie Seriously. come out was that like early 90s the- it's like, uh, like, early uh, like early 2000s i would say yeah okay. yeah i'm like it, it just not good don't do that with your characters. And like to your point, she's not. She doesn't. She's not active in anything she does. Not that a character has to be like fully active the whole time, but she's literally running away from spooky, faceless, you know, people. Yeah. That uh, it, it's it's tiresome. It's boring. It's not interesting. She doesn't really uncover too much, and it's kind of I don't know. I didn't yeah. enjoy it. I, I'd love to talk about it with like spoilers down the road, so I can like fully get into my problems with it, but
0: for yeah. sure but yeah i think we're in agreement that it's just kind
1: of a myth
0: like it's you know, not a horrible movie in my mind by any means no there are no, to no like no. about it but just not a movie that uh that in my mind is worth revisiting uh again
1: yeah day. i'd agree with that that's a, a perfect summation of i think both of our thoughts all right well that's last night in soho um yes. so why don't we do your question first followed by i have a question for you afterwards oh Yes, sir. All right. So you would ask me, is there anything that I like that would be uh, unassumed or like or like wildly surprising? Um, and I it honestly it took me a while to think of anything. Like I asked my partner, I was like, hey, like here, like you, based on like you know uh, my level of horror, blah blah blah, is there anything that's like surprising about like my what I watch. And the answer is actually no. I'm like, you could <laughs> like so uh, mostly predictable. However, there is one thing that might blow your mind. Might. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I can't wait. I watch The Voice twice a week, every week. Really? When when it airs. Yes. Have we talked about this before? I don't think so. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I don't like the music even. I just watch it because I like the bickering of the coaches. (laughs) Um, Sometimes they do a song that doesn't suck. Um, but mostly it's terrible music that I don't enjoy, but there are like wildly talented people who are just like trying to grind it out and get a successful music career. Just like, uh, our, uh, Eloise in last Man Soho is trying to get a fashion career, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's my surprising thing. Okay. Uh, so like the reality
0: TV, that's not even like the trashy variety that we island. enjoy exactly. <laughs> where it's like we watch it because we know it's just like pure garbage um, yeah this is like in my mind no offense the voice is like one of those shows where it's like oh it's not it doesn't have the fun of like you know temptation island or fuck boy no, island or these no. things that are just like trashy you know sex nonsense um where yeah it's like a singing competition
1: and it's um, surprising to me because like i hate like we know i hate musicals i can't yeah. stand it. i can't tolerate it uh okay yeah i don't know This the, I, I think that would be surprising for for people i i don't like country music for the most part uh yeah i mean that's not a lot of country music but yeah, uh, i mean like the, like some old some old stuff like a little like text Ritter, like you know stuff like that but okay. it's like more it's more folky right? like, or like or you know It it bears more uh, resemblance to current folk music uh, than modern country. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm very boring. Is there anything that's surprising in what you watch? Um, And this may not be surprising to you. I may have revealed this to you.
0: Um, But I am a huge fan of dancing. Um, I mean, like, you know, doing it on my own. Sure, that's fun. But, like, I mean watching dance and especially like choreographed like big numbers oh hell yeah i'm super into that so like i love watching the step up movies oh I do. even though the the plots are (laughs) terrible like (laughs) i don't give a fuck about what the story is
1: come on come on those plots (laughs) matter
0: it's always about like oh we've got to win this competition to save our to save the rec center like it, it's every time it's something you know about that oh they the city's gonna tear this place down the old white guy in the <laughs> suit who's a bad rich man is you know planning to turn this you know rec center into a two new condos for his condo company it's the fucking goonies like golf course you know right it's, yeah, it's that yeah, yeah. every time it doesn't really matter it's just an excuse to have dance competitions but the dance competitions are amazing and it's you know You've got Step Up, the first one, which uh, less so I care about because it's more, it's like a romance and it's got dancing, but not the cool dancing of the ones that,
1: you know, come out. Step Up to the Streets. (laughs) Step Up to the the Streets Step Up to the Streets, yeah. I saw it in the theater. Uh, I I enjoyed those movies a lot. And I also love dancing. Step Up 3D,
0: which I also saw in the theater with the water splashing around. They're very innovative. It's a lot of fun. The yeah, revolution's coming. Exactly. It's, it's, it's going to be it, dancing. They're great. So I think that's a thing that you know people who don't know me quite as well would yeah. be surprised to find that I enjoy. And like, I've watched Stomp the Yard. I've watched you know Magic Mike XXL, which I yes, love. Magic I think it's Mike, so great. Yeah. I think I told you before. Like I went on. Like, it was like a double date kind of silly thing to the first Magic Mike, uh, and myself and my buddy. I think I enjoyed it more than the women did. Because I'm like, yeah, how about this dancing? And they're just kind of like, this movie is boring.
1: I'm like, yeah, but like the dancing was great. Did you see that? That's, that's why so. I liked XXL so much because it's like much more dancing. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I saw that, I think, three times in the theater. Uh, I had a blast. <laughs> I, I still watch it like every year. Uh yeah, I think it's, they, great. it's
0: great. So, like those movies, You Got Served, I will watch any movie that's like, oh, you got served
1: as a, a dark horse in that running. <laughs>
0: So like, that's something that I think people would be surprised to,
1: uh, yeah. to know about. So yes. do, you, do you know, so we talked about reality shows and we talked about dancing shows. Are you aware of the magic Mike reality show that's coming where like, it's like finding magic Mike. Uh, no, I am uh, not we'll aware. Of oh, I, I think we have anything to discuss. With, uh, <laughs> <I think laughs> my we uh, yeah. Uh, it's a, a show where a bunch of, uh, buff boys, uh, Uh, Engage in uh, a dancing competition to find like the next Magic Mike. Of course, it's on HBO Max. Yeah, these people Uh, are are like, (laughs) I I say buff boys because of uh, uh, the the little buff boys competition, and (laughs) I think you'd leave. (laughs) It's like that. Like they're just like some like cut pieces of meat dancing, Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, no, I'll definitely watch it. I mean, hey, you know, I I can admire uh, a man with a with chiseled abs and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, some nice it's delts a, it's
1: dancing. Yes, lots
0: <laughs> well, of yes. delts. The, the yeah. dancing is the is where it's at. So yeah, yeah, if you like dancing, Step Up, Stomp the Yard, you got served. All these movies, a lot of fun. I'm just waiting for the next Step Up movie. Apparently, there's a series on Amazon. I think a Step Up series. Um, which like I'm less excited about because like I don't need to watch a whole bunch of episodes because then you're probably putting too much plot in there and there's not yeah. as much time spent making these dance sequences as good. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong and I need to check it out.
1: There was a really good documentary on uh breakdancing. Uh like Planet B Boys, I wanna say it was called. Okay. Uh, I'd recommend that. Planet b be boy. It's from 2007. Uh, I really I enjoyed like that. It's a, it's a good. Yeah, it's a it's uh a, a bunch of different teams competing in Paris uh, Paris, uh, Paris comp- competition to determine like the, who's the best dancing group. Uh, and it has like, you know, so South, a South Korean group who a lot of the members are like just about just about to be drafted into like the military and it's like their last opportunity to like prove that dancing is like a viable career to like their parents who are largely against it and there's like you know there's the local paris dance groups and there's you know the americans uh it's just like a lot of like interesting uh stuff and some great dancing in it but um, uh definitely you will watch that yeah it's an odd thing that just came crept up in my memory yeah
0: so the two things that uh you know people would be surprised about us that we like is singing and dancing
1: but yeah, you don't, I don't like so.
0: singing. You like a singing competition show. But
1: but I love karaoke as well. Um, okay. okay. yeah. Although uh, that requires uh, uh, an adequate amount of alcohol in order to, to enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> but, you know, I do. Uh, so I, I said I have a question for you. Yes. All right. All right. And do so, we want an answer today or do you want me to think mm, about it? The, the no, no. Okay. No. And external parties can also participate. So... Our next episode is going to be our holiday slash Christmas episode. Um, so I have some options for you. And you don't have to pick today, but you can mull it over and have a little agency in your, uh, your damnation for our next proper episode. So we have uh, movie. Number one, deadly games slash uh, it's also referred to as dial code, Santa Claus, Uh, This is a this is a movie that sued the uh, the makers of Home Alone because they believe it stole their concept Uh, in this movie, a maniacal Santa Claus um, infiltrates a a child's home and he uses booby traps to best this uh, villainous Santa Claus. Uh, trigger warning if anybody's watching there's a very realistic looking dog death in it that i'm almost like did they actually kill a dog there uh yeah so that's that's one thing if anybody's looking to watch any of these movies ahead of time to uh aid in decision making so that's movie number one movie number two is christmas evil and this is described uh by john waters as his favorite christmas movie so that's movie number two uh movie number three is rare exports uh this is a newer i want to say it's norwegian i i can't remember uh uh this movie's origin uh it's a newer movie i thought it would be kind of interesting to uh include a uh you know a, a newer film but basically our t- it's two old films and two new films are my suggestions okay so that's movie number three and movie number four which you've seen already and been lukewarm on but i would like to Uh, actively uh, stumped for this movie being uh, uh, more enjoyable than you think it is, which is Krampus. Okay. So those are the four movies that I would like to suggest. Uh, You don't have to write anything down. I'll send them to you afterwards uh, if you'd like. Um, But uh, if anybody listening would like to rally for a specific film, I am also keen for input. Now, I guess my... (laughs)
0: question is when is this episode going to come out because don't we
1: have calvair yeah so i'm going to back back burner that because we okay. like we delayed a little bit and i'm also feeling garbage right now and we're gonna so have we'll to, do a christmas
0: one okay yeah we will do a christmas one and christmas then pick, with
1: me. yeah well, we'll pick back up with regular programming uh okay. which is which will be calvair uh afterwards okay it'll, it'll give people more opportunity to seek that movie eggs i'm pretty sure it's kind of hard to find yeah. um yeah but
0: all right well i won't pick yeah. now i'll look into them all a
1: little bit and then i'll let you know which one sounds good but i think that's it for our episode now i, so think I guess so. we can say bye bye